We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. Woo! This is your host, Hatch, with my boy. Yeah, Get Crazy Your Popcorn Cuckoo. Ready. We are back in the building. We got our boy, Akbar Baja, Bill Miller. In Ooh, the house. He got it. Yes, sir. He got it. Yes, sir. That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. I was impressed, dog. Good yeah. job, dog. Yeah. I pulled a hamstring trying to stay early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah, T, you got to pronounce it. Hey, that's My what man, we do, thanks for coming on the show, dog. Absolutely, man. This is cool, man. I like the setup, man. This is a, a nice, very colorful, man. Thank you. Very you know, we're trying to match Colorful, his, uh, you know, that's what he's trying to blend him in with this. I see that, man. I was described as a colorful, you know, individual. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to keep it going. Okay, I like the it. Popcorn is edible. Get some, yeah, get your, you get your popcorn, popcorn ready. Popcorn. Yes. Let me make sure it's not stale. No, no, no. We don't do that. No, we don't do that. That's actually fresh. That's fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a man of many, right? Many talents. You're doing your thing right now, man. Congratulations on everything. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it's been a blessing. You know, it's one of those hard things. You know, I think every athlete knows. You know, when you transition, it's like what's next, yeah, you know, yeah. and what gives you that same type of high, that euphoria that you got in the stadium. So I can't believe this is the longest job I've ever had really? um, in my life, you know? Really? Uh, really? Yeah, it's the longest job wow. I've ever had in my life. Was it yeah. eight years? In the, in, was it eight? No, no, so I did four years uh, in the NFL, okay. uh, 10 years doing as a host of American Ninja Warrior. Starting Ninja with, Warrior, yep, yep. 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 So, yep. so everybody I know, you're probably looking at the show, you're like, man, I, I know this bald-headed, peanut-headed <laughs> guy from somewhere. From somewhere. Yeah. American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. you should come out, man. You, you're, so, you're still in shape. I, yeah, I don't know tell how you do I want to see him yeah, fall I would off love one of them things and bust his head wide open to the white meat. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Damn, oh, that's, 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 I, I that's I actually kind of graphic. I got uh, but <laughs> really? you know what's crazy enough? We've only had one NFL guy ever hit a buzzer outside of myself. Um, did you have to Cameron Wembley? Did you have to do it before Who? you? No, before okay. yeah, Cameron Wembley. You remember defensive end Cameron yeah. Wembley? I didn't know he was. Yeah, we've had Sean Merriman come out, couldn't make it. We had really? Jordan Babineau come out, couldn't make it. We had Steve Weatherford show up. But then pulled up, said, "Oh, my back, my back hurts, my back oh, hurts." Yeah, we had the punter from the Seahawks. Um, oh man, I can't think of his name. John Ryan. John uh, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, we, we had him come out. 
Uh, but every every NFL guy who's ever come out, except for Cameron Wimbley and myself, the defensive ends yeah. representing, uh, have okay. been so. I challenge I you. I challenge I, you. I, I come out. I want to see. I want. I need to see the footage of you actually hitting the buzzer. No. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. You can. You can I YouTube see, it. I want to. Yeah. I want to. Okay. I, I, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. Absolutely. The same course. What's, the same what's course. The, yeah. What's the secret then? The same course. So, honest enough, my very first day of training, I actually only lasted 30 seconds. Wow. Okay. They told me to traverse. The muscles we work as athletes, football players and yeah, athletes right. are not the same as ninjas. Right. Uh, secondly, we're 200 plus pounds, right? And so we're having to carry our body. We're so used to moving weight, mm. you have to move your own oh, weight boy, as a okay. ninja. And so it's so different, but I had to traverse this wall and this whole thing right here, oh, I had no grip right. I, I had none of that. I had none of that, and it was Because you're activating muscles that you've never activated in. It was life. humbling to get kicked out of the gym after 30 seconds of workout. It was so humbling. <laughs> you so, done? Like, yeah, done? so I had to reset my mind. I had to humble myself. I had to, you know, kind of bow my head, come through. <laughs> and I did two days for three months before I ran the course. Yeah. Really? Two of them okay. for three months? Yeah, so one Just of the ninjas, to get through the course? Yeah, one of the ninjas took me in and said, I'll train you. I said, all right, man, don't make me look bad. Was he a real ninja? Oh, yeah, Kevin Bull. Kevin Bull, he's a, okay. I'm a top dog ninja. And uh, it was crazy because I was nervous that I was going to lose credibility. I came into this space as a former NFL player. Right, right. So, you know, whereas I had the athletic, you know, cred, I didn't have the ninja cred. I was like, man, I can't go out here after all these of years course. telling people what to do and can't you get can't. the buzzer. First, first of all, so, first so of all, I had to do it. First of all, yeah. how many black ninjas do you really know? Uh, exactly. We're going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it right there. Ain't we no do have Najee, Najee Richardson. Uh, he's one of our top, you know, he's one of our top <laughs> ninjas. Megan Martin. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that. It's yeah. Yeah. Martin yeah. Lawrence on uh, the Martin Lawrence show, he was a ninja. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. A different type of ninja. Right, yeah, exactly. but would you come out? I see how yeah, you I try mean, to elude that. Like, yeah, uh, you, you see how you try to sidestep like Obama or something? You know, if we if we put a, let's make a bet. Let's make a bet, Ooh. right? I bet you won't finish. I want you, you won't hit the button. I bet y'all I'll make it further than you. How about that's that? That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, let's do it. Are you, are you, you in his Yeah, he's in so it no, too. He can't just. So you remember this episode you had where the dude took off his leg and threw it? Yes. That would be me. I would have to take off my oh, leg. Because <laughs> my left hip is bad, bro. I, can't, I couldn't do it. I yeah, well, I mean, it. we've had 70-year-olds come out. Uh, we've had my people hip with prosthetic. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah, he's You But no, I'll, I'll you bet you 5K. You can't do Visually, it, he looks... Yeah. Athletic? That and, you know, youthful. Yeah. But that body... It's, 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 yeah. yeah, it's, it's like Rip Van Winkle up under there. Yeah. You know I mean? Rip Van Winkle? That's yeah, what you got? Yeah, it's Rip Van Winkle underneath. Wow. This hey, is... I bet you 5K, though. Bet 5K. You already owe me money anyway. You owe me. You haven't answered the question. You, Thank you. You, you should be saying? a politician. What? What? You're on this entire you time without even acknowledging it. Answer the man's what? question. What are we doing? You're going to do this show? Hey, man, what's the kind of shirt? That's a nice shirt you got on right there. That is. I can't see what I got to do. Who's that? Is that your man? Algebra? No, no, no. This is an artiste, as you might know, John Michael. Basquet, if oh, I'm man, saying I his like name that. right. Yeah, got the yeah, yeah. crown and everything. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see yeah, you. Are you decked yeah. out? Got Honestly, the Jordans and everything. You see how you're trying to get me? You know what I'm saying? We'll circle back. We'll circle back. So, okay, so 
the, again, hosting, right? Transi yeah. We talk a lot about, about transitioning and all that yeah. stuff, right? So life after football. Was it something besides hosting, or was it like, like I want to be an actor? Because acting, people are like, I want to be an actor, and they yeah. think just acting is going into a movie or a TV show and doing something that's acting, but mm -hmm. hosting is acting, right? Did you want to be like an actor, or do you really want to be just a host? You know I, I, I saw myself doing something on TV. I didn't know what it was. I think the easiest transition was to get into uh, Broadcasting, um, and so that was kind of my leg up, and you know I was I was really insecure about my you know about my playing career. I didn't have the playing career that I wanted, especially in the shadow of my brother, who, my goodness, I mean, just took the league by surprise and just you know he dominated and. Um, so I thought when my turn came, I would have the same type of success. Of I didn't have that same type of success. And so leaving the league, I thought, who's going to give me a shot to talk about football yep. uh, on TV? And I remember having to go to San Diego, the local uh, NBC station in San Diego, and ask for an opportunity to do the post-game show for the Chargers and the Aztecs, since I went to San Diego State, played mm -hmm. for the Chargers for a cup of coffee. And, um, <laughs> and it, it was like, yeah, well, you do it for free? I was like, yeah, I'll do it for free. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I got my jump in. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I started doing the auditioning in LA and trying to see if I can get acting and commercials. My dream was I was gonna get one of them big commercials and of get course. them get them residuals. Yeah. I just wanted the R word, the residuals. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. that never happened. But, but, but let, let's go back. I wanna, again, you went to San Diego yep. and you did this internship slash profession, but you did it for free. Because yep. as pro players, we all know, we leave, some, they love me, you yep. owe me, you you should be paying me. Like, no, you did it for free. Like. Tell us about that experience, because as you know, a lot of guys are not going to do that. But that's what you need to do if you're really serious about the profession. Yeah, yeah was there somebody that sat you down to take that approach? Because obviously, like I said, we always have people, like especially trying to transition you, yeah. we're, we're gaining or getting advice from people that have been there. Yeah. So like I said, was that your approach, or did you gain some advice no. elsewhere to like, okay, this is how to how do, do it? Yeah, you know, no, I, I didn't get it. I mean, I, I had people kind of give wisdom to me about how to get into broadcasting, but I realized one of the biggest things, if you look on television, you know, you look at sports broadcasting, there's really no one like me with the playing resume that I had. I didn't have an impressive resume, so I'm like, how am I gonna get in? Yeah, hey. Uh, <laughs> don't. Well, uh, I, 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 but if, 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 if we want to compare our stats, I don't think. I, I, had, I, think, a, I had a couple more stats. Yeah, I had a couple more cups of coffee. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, than, 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 than I did. Yeah. An impressive resume. Yeah, but, but I think you understand, like, when you're trying to, and this is before really the digital age really just yes. blasted. You know, this was yeah. back in 2008 mm. where I'm trying to find my way. And. Um, you know, so I said, you know what, I'm going to bet on myself. Mm -hmm. And I know the only way that I'm going to get in and have this opportunity is if I bet on myself. So I said, I'll do it for free. I knew that that was going to cut me to oh, the front of the line absolutely. or at least get me recognized where some guys were like, yo, you got to pay me to do this. And I knew because I knew because I had the same ego. So mm -hmm. I said I had to reduce my ego in order to be helped. Mm -hmm. And so we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They gave me that opportunity, and that opportunity really jump-started my, yeah. my career down in San yeah. Diego. That's yeah. a major piece. Yeah. And again, I just... Because we, we've been there. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I know a lot of guys have been there, and they just, not that they want handouts, but they expect it. Yeah. And again, just because the touchdowns really don't mean anything right. anymore. Well, because you've invested your whole life. At that point, I'm 27, 28 years old. I've invested my entire life yeah. into sports. Yeah. I mean, it was like I had no internship, I had no other job. Right. Right. So that was it for me. I mean, I was a bouncer at the Blue Tattoo in, right. in San Diego, <laughs> you know, you know, in college. But that was right. about it. I had no real job experience, and so I had to create my own internship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, create right. your own lanes. Like, right. That's the best right. thing. Now that content is king at 20. 21 and 2022 it's way different but yeah in 2008 it wasn't that easy like, right. to, to create your own lane um, again because you're big on IG right you're doing is that part of creating your own content as well because you seem more of you're gonna be going into the producing directing type of stuff because you'd like to create your own content is that something that's yeah I'm doing? still working on that part as far as you know behind the scenes um, you know I still very much love being in front of the camera but you know, I started my whole social media uh, plan um, really based off of the fact that there was something that was missing on social media. Not me, but mm-hmm. was missing on social media. There just wasn't a great representation of fathers mm-hmm. on anywhere, pretty much. Movies, commercials, you know, yeah. social media. Like, men, fathers are taking massive hits mm-hmm. on social media. And so I wanted to show that, especially a black father, mm-hmm. being That's able to show that, you right. know, I'm there with my kids, playing with my kids. Um, and showing us in that. So we t- take the highlights of our days and you know have fun games. Um, but that was something that was real. I was like, I don't want to do all this fitness and do all this other kind of stuff and just kind of add to the... Yeah, just be on social media with my shirt off all the time. Well, I mean, I if you can do it, like, let me tell you something. Hey, look, if I, had, if I had this area on play, I might have my shirt off a little bit more, too. I, mean, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Hey, I'm just I'm like, after this whole thing, I, I, I better get the secret to how you're doing it because, you know, as I'm getting up in popcorn, age, man. Popcorn, popcorn, dog. Popcorn, popcorn, there it is. That's popcorn. the secret. Yeah, so after the popcorn, it just starts popping, right? Yeah, pop, yeah, pop, yeah, pop, yeah. pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But that's what I was waiting, and I was going to try to interject, but the fact that you said it's not enough of us yeah. being mm-hmm. black fathers, black men being portrayed, I guess, in a positive light, being involved in, in, the, in the kids' lives. Yeah. Um, like I said, me and you, we, we don't we got kids here. He doesn't have any kids yet. God bless his soul. <laughs> He's a God bless yeah, his soul. God, God bless his That's soul. why he doesn't have enough gray on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's coming. That's yeah. why you still have your hairline. Kids, <laughs> <laughs> boy. Yeah. So, so now, like I said, how are you liking? Because, like I said, when you get into, the, like you said, this digital age, obviously these social media platforms. How is it now? Like you had more time, like I said, be away from the game. Now, be in your kids' lives, yeah. and I'm watching. You on social media like everybody else outside of you know seeing your little peanut head on Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is it like now being in you know being around the kids and they're enjoying you being around? 
What is that like? You know, it's great because, you know, A, my kids don't have social media, so mm -hmm. this is a way for me to control it. Um, and bring them in wow, to, to my space so they can so their friends can still see them go hey you're on social media but they're not in it they don't have phones wow so they're not, so they're not into it but awesome. you know, that's a great I mean that's a great way to obviously limit obviously their exposure to right. like you know a lot that's of that yeah so they're not going in to see the comments and seeing what people right. are saying they're wow, not looking at they're just saying hey we're posting something fun there's something trendy they get to uh, you know, get to become a part of it. Because for me, I was already tired. By the time I changed my, my focus on social media, I was getting ready to tap out and cut everything off. I was gonna cut Twitter and Instagram, and I wasn't gonna start a TikTok, um, just because it was it was overwhelming. It just was like, what do you do? You're supposed to do this, and you're supposed to do that. And, so are they yeah. are they itching to get on it? Oh, they beat at my door every day. When are we gonna get Saturday? the but no, so no, but it's 11th grade. I told them they won't get it till the 11th grade. So, oh, that's okay. So, yeah, they so won't get a phone where, where are they now? How old and when? 13. I got it. So I got a 21 year old. He already has that. And I learned from my mistake because I'm giving it to him too early. Yeah. So I mean, good kid. He's about to graduate from college. You know, praise God. But we lost our son like into the in his room on the mm -hmm. phone. It's just wow. like, why do I need to engage with you when I have all of this stimulation from mm -hmm. from social everywhere media? Else. Everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, and right. so I just thought, if we give a phone and social media to our kids, that's it. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, you know what, they're not getting into the eleventh grade. I might I might like come up and maybe do 10th grade, but right. they're definitely not gonna get it in elementary or middle school. Definitely. Man, I yeah. think you may honestly you may be on to something. Absolutely. That a lot that of parents yeah. should adopt you, this way of You can't manage it. Like I think it's I, I think it's so unreasonable for people to go, hey, you know, if your kids have social media, you have to stay on top of it. it it's impossible. impossible. It's impossible to stay on top of it because you literally have to be there watching. I, I got stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't, can't sit there and look at every shoulder, website yeah. and looking at everything. Right, yeah. And the exposure is so fast, they get they can get a hit that can change their entire perspective in 10 seconds. They look at this and they see three other videos that reaffirms it in another 10, 20 seconds. Boom, they believe something. You'd be like, hold on, where you get that from? Right. You know, so. Right. It's yeah. funny, as I found out so much information about what type of dad you are really from one video. That what was, was that? That was the Packy Chip uh. video. You almost <laughs> died, but I watched it so many times. I'm listening to your kids in the background. That's what had me laughing. They're like, call the hospital. Yeah. But I, like I found out again, being like lactose intolerant, yep. right? Found out like what's in your kitchen and what you eat. Yep. And how you said, I think you said it, hell. And then your little daughter's like, hey, you can't, you can't say, say that. that. <laughs> yes, and so yeah, I found yeah. out so much of like yeah. what type of father you yeah. are in that 12 minute video. The video is hilarious. You guys go check it out on YouTube. It's absolutely hilarious. I had tears coming out of my <laughs> eyes. Um, but did you like almost really die during that? I did. Because they definitely thought, your wife was like, yeah, it's time. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a panic attack. I, so so this is this is like, uh, what what what, uh, what challenge was this? This is the Pocky Chip Hot, the the Pocky hot Chip, chip Challenge. Hot hot, so, hot, this hot is all, challenge. so this is almost like Hot Chip Challenge gone wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's the gone yeah, wrong yeah, guy. Yeah, it was gone we wrong. We finally have a gone wrong guy. Yeah. I, I, need, I, need to, I need to first, you know, sue my, my marketing agent because he just randomly um, he randomly just sent me this mail and said, hey, this yeah. company wants you to try it. If you can, try it and throw it on 
on, on social media. I was like, what, what is this? What, what, yeah, because what you didn't have none of stuff in the house. You didn't yeah. have no milk in the house. No, I didn't, didn't, he didn't I, give you no heads up. He didn't get, I just saw that it was hot, and I'm thinking. Like, you didn't see Shaq on TNT almost no, died? No, I, I hadn't even heard of it. Like, okay. I, at this point, I hadn't even heard of it. I saw it. I threw it off to the side for a little bit, and then. Man, you're the son of Nigerian immigrants. You're supposed to hit, know everything. See, see, this, well, this is it. This is what got me in trouble, though. T.O., this is what got me in trouble. I grew up in a Nigerian household. That's what you said. We ate spicy food all the time. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's what but I'm I, was, I was arrogant. I was like, yeah, uh, I, I went to my dad. Like, what? What is this nonsense? <laughs> this this spicy this thing. What what is this thing? And so I was thinking, there's no way. I've eaten pepper soup. Pepper soup is very hot. And I'm thinking, I'll just take this whole thing. And and one thing I went, mm. and then all of a sudden. It was getting I like, no, bro. It was getting hotter and hotter, and I couldn't. I'm like, oh shoot, like it's not gonna stop. And he I said, thought, my sweat's burning. He said, my sweat's burning. It was coming out of my pore, burning. I thought, oh gosh. And He's after, like, do I have a rash? Come rubbing his head. It was, it was, it was awful. I had a panic attack. I didn't know what a panic attack was until I had. A, I would tell anyone, do not yeah. ever eat that thing ever. It was ever. so hot. He started talking in an accent. Like I heard the accent come out. I was like, That's not I'm telling you, it was it's hilarious. Yeah, it, it was it, it was one of those things um, that you know blew up, and I had no idea it was even blowing up. It wasn't until yeah. my my manager called me. It was like, do you see what's happening on your? He was like, what what are you what is it? I'm like, I have no idea. And then it just took off. I was like, yeah. who would have thought that my misery yeah, would have been my it's first our, viral yes, my first viral time. video? Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. So. That's how stars are born. In misery. <laughs> that's, how, that's how stars. <laughs> Are born. Well, I, look, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't. <laughs> so I wouldn't. So yeah. now take us back to you like, again, how you kind of got started. Like, let's go back to Crenshaw, right? Yeah. Crenshaw High School, yeah. playing football. Uh, and again, it, you didn't want to play, right? You're a hooper, yeah. loved the hoop. Um, and I guess you, your, your dad, you, you started playing, your dad wouldn't let you quit. So tell us how that started and then going to San Diego State from there. Yeah, so I, I had grown up here in LA, um, not too far from where the studio is, mm -hmm. uh, Crenshaw High School. And I had dreams of playing for Crenshaw High School at the time was like the was, junior yeah. Lakers. Like we yeah. were the top high school program in the country. Yeah. And that was, I was fixated on that since elementary. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I finally make it there, and this is like, I mean, imagine a, a, a gymnasium full of kids trying to try out. Like, this is when Crenshaw had like a population of like 3,000 kids. You'd have at least a thousand kids come out for tryouts just wow. for the basketball team. It was that popular. That's crazy. Um, so to make that team was a big deal for me. It was a big deal. That was my love. That's all I did. If you saw me as a little kid, I was dribbling a basketball wow. and I had my backpack on. That was me. Wow. And I never wanted to play football, you know, because basketball players, you know, you get fouled, you think you're tough. You, you, you walk around like you're tough after a little foul. Um, and so my high school coach, uh, shout out to Coach Garrett, he kept when I got to high school, he said, like, you should play football. I was like, I ain't playing that. That's like, that's, that's for me. Yeah, 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 that's not me. <laughs> and so he would harass me every day. And then my brother graduated. He was a star player at Crenshaw High School. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, one day, uh, one of the assistant coaches, Coach Abbott, came up to me and was like, yo, you should try it. I said, all right, man, I'll, I'll, let me just try this thing. First day of practice, I cried underneath my helmet. And I just remember going, this is barbaric. Football is barbaric. And I was just like bruises everywhere. The face mask hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting fouled everywhere. (laughs) It was so bad. I'm getting fouled. It was so bad. And I just, I remember saying, I can't do it. I'm getting fouled. It's just a regular play. That's going to be a teaser to this show. I'm getting fouled everywhere. That is hilarious. It it was so bad. Danny, <laughs> make sure you go back in the And the answer, he said he's getting fouled. He's that's playing for I'm getting fouled everywhere. That's 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 where that's where I was like, okay, I'm going home and I'm like, I'm not doing so. I told right. Coach Garrett, I'm not playing football anymore. Right. And he called my dad, which he knew my dad was a no nonsense type of person. I came home, my dad says, you did what? Mm-hmm. No, if you quit football, you quit basketball. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm crying again, like no. And so I went out there. And I had no idea what I was doing, right. but were you uh, making plays? Just go out there making plays. Go get the quarterback. That's how I understood a gap, b gap. Go get the quarterback. That's all I knew. And you about, could do that. And I could do that. There and so, so this is like a foreign language for you. This is a foreign language. I played just one year of high school football, right. and but you're it, already six four, six five. At yeah, the time. I was like, yeah, six four and three quarters at the you time. You passed the eye test. Yeah, for sure. Everybody right. walking down the hall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a football yeah. player, right? But there. it was crazy because he saw something in me that I couldn't see myself, and so I, I begrudgingly played football, but then found. You know, something found magic on the other side, you know, yeah. and then got recruited, got, you know, five scholarship offers. Because that was the, that was always the plan. Like, how do you get a scholarship to get out the hood? Yes. And yeah. so that was it. San Diego State. Um, I knew I wanted to be close enough, far away from home, but close enough. So I decided, I said, San Diego State is where I'm going to make it happen. And, mm. and I also had my brother there, too, because I never had that opportunity to play with him. Mm. So that was, to me the best decisions to go to San Diego State and be next to my brother who could teach me the position. So Big that major. was, to me, was So, was so that's what I was, I was yeah. about to get to. So is this Coach Abbott that told you to come out? Yeah, yeah, Coach Abbott, yeah. So how did he, did he just see your size and be like, okay, you on defense? How did you go from just decide defense versus offense? Oh. And then, right, because I'm yeah, trying to been, figure no, out. No, no, no. could have been a left tackle. No, 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 no there's there was one thing, one defining thing. I was going to do the hitting and I gotcha. wasn't going to get hit because okay. I did not like that about football. I was like, so there was never a time that I was ever thinking about catching Receiver, a ball. Receiver, tight end. Tight end. I was that. like, no, this is all you play basketball, you can catch. No, no, no. no. That was non-negotiable. <laughs> like, nobody's going to just take a free shot on me. I do the hitting. I, I guess I should have known that because you were getting fouled. <laughs> you were getting, I should have known that because you were getting fouled in football. And they tried to put me a tight end. I was like, I was mm. defined. I was like, nope, not I can't catch. Man. Don't don't throw me the ball. Dropping it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not putting me in offense. So this, obviously, one year of football, what, what about the sport that, that made you, I guess, fall in love or gain some passion for playing that position and the sport? I think it was driving to go see my brother at San Diego State and we pulled up to, you, you would have probably played then when it was Jack Murphy Stadium. Yeah, at San Diego. Uh, Jack Murphy Stadium. I'm just like, dang, this is cool. And then I go inside and you see the fans. And that was the first time I was like, oh, this is kind of a, because I didn't really follow football like that. Right, I just right. followed it on Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Woo, Tecmo Bowl. That's the only way I knew John Offerdahl, Dan Marino, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Warren the, the Mark Brothers, yeah. Warren Moon, you know, mm-hmm. Dave Nick. Like, I knew all the names because of Tecmo football, That's but hilarious. never because I watched the game like that um and uh but yeah i saw that stadium i was like man maybe i could do this 
but it wasn't then that I fell in love with it. It wasn't until after my brother graduated mm -hmm. and I saw his success where I thought, wait, I can do this. So it wasn't until mm -hmm. about my sophomore year where I made the decision like, this is something that I'm choosing to love, like, and I'm put everything into it. Mm. So basketball was far removed from me at the, right. out of my system. I still remember going to uh, the uh, head coach Ted Toner, and I knocked on the on the coach's door and said, "Hey, coach, you remember when you recruited me? You said after my first year mm -hmm. I could play I could play basketball as well." Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I'll never forget I'm knocking at the coach's door. I said, "Coach, you remember you said I could play basketball?" He looked at me up and down and goes. I'm still waiting for you to become a football player and shut the door right in my face. Wow. It was in the locker room too, and all the players. Wow. Were like, mm, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, humbling. Yeah, okay. I was humble. I was like, there goes that dream. Right. There goes that dream. So again, so after that, you know, free agent, yep. right? And you thought you were going to get drafted. Yeah, I did. So again, like, how was that letdown? Was that probably at the point the lowest time? Uh, that was life? horrible, man. That was horrible. Like. Because in my mind, I thought, you know, I didn't think I was, I didn't have delusions of grandeur that I was going to get drafted in the first round, right, second right, right. but I thought at least like the fourth or fifth round, I was like, yeah, you somebody know, go, somebody go get me. And at that time too, I had played in two all-star games. Right. I was the East-West Shrine game twice because I had wow. two senior years because of an injury. Oh, wow. I was like, for sure, I'm going to get drafted at least four, fifth, <clears throat> fifth went, sixth went, seventh man. Boy, you ain't never seen your boy cry. So I like, I thought my life was over. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I thought my life. I was like, what am I gonna no do? No tag on you for no, the first time. Yeah, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. And so I remember going out to a, a golf course, and I'm just thinking, like, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, this is it, because that's that was my world. Mm -hmm. And maybe two, three hours later, I get a call from my agent saying, you know, how does silver and black sound? I was like, sign me up. Right. And then I had that chip on my shoulder. Um, and it was crazy because I was the butt of the joke the entire time because my first number with the Raiders was 69. Ew. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> As a defense. Wow. Oh my goodness. I mean, if you could imagine, you could imagine, wow. yeah, you could imagine. Wow. Oh, he, that. We're like, he definitely getting cut. And, wow. you see that number and if you're wearing a 60 number on defense, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're you super yeah. weak. Like, you're wow. super weak. Yeah. So and this I, is before Jared Allen made it cool. Yeah, right. right. This, is, yeah, this is before Jared <laughs> Allen made it cool. You had a 60 number. It was like, Ugh, I don't want no 60 number. Yeah. And I couldn't go a day without, um, without, without hearing the jokes. But you know, it's crazy when I met, made the team. That was another proud moment for me. Uh, I got a chance to switch my number, but I remember like an idiot, I was thinking, if I hide from the Grim Reaper, mm -hmm. then they can't cut me. And I think it was, I think it's so, the Raiders, the Raiders, they had the, they had the main locker room, yeah. and they had the auxiliary locker room. As you know, all You're the weak sauce were in the, in the auxiliary yeah. locker room. I'm in the auxiliary locker room, and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I still, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern East Standard East Time yep. is when you have to make the final roster cut. Yep. Yep. And we're getting ready to go out to practice and I'm hiding, <laughs> I'm hiding behind the door of the auxiliary locker room thinking no one's gonna find me. I said, I know they're looking for me because I just thought they were gonna cut right, me. Right, right. And I'm sitting here and I had my Nike watch on at the time, it was a big old fat Nike watch and I'm just looking. It's 12.55 and I'm stuck. I'm like, if I'm late to practice now, I'm giving them a reason to then cut they me. Definitely and then they definitely you. cut you. Like, who the hell is he? Why is he cutting yeah, me? Yeah. And I was like, oh shoot. So at 12.56, I'm like looking down the hallway. I'm going like this and I run out on the field and I get a slap on the butt. I'm saying, shh. 
They got me. They got me. That's and the Reaper. That's the Reaper's hand. That was the Reaper's hand. Snapping my butt. Oh, come back this way. And it was Bill Romanowski. He goes, Congratulations. You made the team. That's crazy. And I was like, I still have three minutes left. <laughs> I still have three minutes yeah. left. And when that horn sounded, it was like, I'm here. I'm here. I made it. And I'm just like looking at it. It was like one of those. Like crazy, you know, crazy move from '69 to wearing, you know, yeah. my '90s number, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that was, uh, 2003 or 2004? That was 2003. Yeah, I, that was was, two I, I think I was there. Was that Callahan's first year? Bill Callahan. Yeah, I was there. I separated my shoulder like third or fourth week in. So you that went because Rod Woodson got hurt. He yeah, had the the, yeah. the, 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 the knee yeah. thing and Bear Robbins. Me and Shane Shane Leckler, the punter. Oh yeah, yeah. H Rod. Yeah. So hold on, we missed each other. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. That's crazy. That was O three. Yeah, O yeah, three. Bill Callahan. Yeah. Yeah. We, got, I, we went to the Super Bowl later on yeah, the, in the year. No, before that. No, no. Oh, I was O two then. You were O two. Okay. Yeah, okay yeah, I was gonna say, how did we yeah. miss each other? I was about to say. Yeah, because I, I I know. That I was there O two then. O two. Okay. Yeah. CTE. We we next. The upper. We next. We all. No, we ain't. Yeah. We ain't French. We. I don't know that you. So you were there how long? Uh, I shoot like the third week. I separated my shoulder. Mm. Four minutes. Pretty much. Four minutes. Yeah. I was the big name in the Bay. Yeah. After T left. You were there with all the OGs though. I mean, I know Jerry, Tim, and Jerry Porter. That was a stack. I mean. And like Gannon was running the show. Rich Gannon, Gannon we used to call him Dick Gannon. Um, but later in life, I got a chance to, as I got older, talk to Rich Gannon, and I knew why he was that way. He was just like, man, when you make, when you become a journeyman in the league, because he was yeah. a journeyman, yeah. and he was just like, man, I knew my time, my window was short. short. And as a young guy, I came in bright eye and like, and why is he all so angry? All yeah, the he's time. so angry. Yeah. So, yeah, and man, we had a great conversation afterwards, and I just learned so much from him in that conversation. But, and then also too, like he was a family man then. I didn't have kids then, you right, know? So right. it was just, so it was weird just to kind of see dynamic. how that all, that, that, that dynamic and, um, but yeah, yeah I, man, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Rod Woodson, um, Bill Ro Romanowski, Romo, yeah. Charles Woodson, um, gosh, I mean, the John Perella, um, was Charlie the, Garner. Garner. Yeah, Charles, oh, those guys came from Sam, came from over from Sam I know, yeah, I know, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And how long you been married? 13 years. That's awesome. Yeah, 13. I actually have this beautiful ring to sim symbolize. This is gear, this wow. is the gear. It's a gear ring, okay. and this is the work that it takes. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's on constant rotation. I'm about to say, yeah, you're doing constant this all rotation. Day. Wow, that's yeah. a great symbolization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but again, because that's, that's the that's the whole thing. It's like we always say, well, we have to sacrifice, and we can't be happy when right. we're married. Like those are the, I guess, the biggest conversations when I have with married men about, hey, I don't know, you might not want to, and, I, and right. I just go run it. You're like, you're right, I shouldn't, because every married man tells me not to get married. So, so what, why would I get married? Or they say happy, uh, no, they say happy, happy wife, wife, happy life. I hate, and I know it's a strong word, but I hate that, that saying. Really? I'm like, I deserve to be happy as well. Absolutely. So I believe in happy spouse, happy house, okay. because both people are entitled in a relationship to being happy. Well, and that, you're both, and you're yeah. both considered spouses. <laughs> right. You're right, right. The wife's right. not just the spouse. Yeah, right. yeah, right. Yeah, right. so. So give us like your probably top three things of having a happy, happy house. Happy house. Uh, oh boy. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say, because I think co communication is overused. Um, I think understanding. 
um, us understanding each other. Compassion, about compassion. Compassion, right. being able to have that. Mm -hmm. um, assume the best in your partner, mm. I think is another thing because oftentimes your partner does something, like my wife might do something, and immediately if I assume the worst in her, I see it through that filter. Absolutely. Um, and then I think the third one is probably probably the one that we use the most. What is it that you need? So oftentimes in frustration, I sometimes, I do it myself, and my wife does it to me, and then we've learned over time where you just expect her to know what, mm. you know, what to do, or she expects me to know what to do. It's like, what is it that you need? So in a moment, like when we're in a tense moment, it's like, okay, I'm like, babe, what is it that you need? Or vice versa, she'll ask me, what is it that you need? And I think, okay, and here's- And not what you want. Yeah, here's what I need. Right. It's, yeah. a, it's a very powerful question to ask your partner. What is it that you need in this moment? All right, hey, I need you to be very loving, or I need you to be mm -hmm. very understanding. I've had a hard day today. It was, you know, X, Y, and Z. And she, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you compassion, like, because this is what you're asking for. But it just doesn't just—it doesn't instantly happen. So how do you get to that point? Okay, that's what she yeah. needs. But what if you're not a person that is capable of giving that counseling? That, <laughs> that Keep it counseling. But again, yeah. Yeah. But, but to your yeah. point, that's 13 years. Yeah, 13 years, yeah. Of understanding and getting to that point. Yeah, and, and we we had counseling, so I, we didn't get to this on our own. Of I think course. counseling, and you know, I know people say, well, what if you don't have money for counseling? I say find somebody in the church, somebody who believes in, you know, in your marriage, believes in marriage, um, people who are elders, like, you know, growing up in a Nigerian culture, we were always taught to seek our elders. You know, your elders have so much information that they can give to you, and there's a respect. I think it's a little different in the American culture where sometimes you look at an elderly person like, you don't, you're out of touch with reality, you don't know. Whereas I grew up in a culture where you seek your elders because they have They've the information. They've been there, they've been there, done that. <laughs> right, so right, right. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you guys Bless for having me, brother. Yeah. There it is. Absolutely. Get your popcorn ready podcast. You got next week. Yeah. Peace. Amen. Yeah. 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 Yeah.